Hey everyone, and welcome back to Fellowship Greenville Student Ministries. So glad you're here. This week we are kicking off a brand new series called Read Scripture, and we are going to do just that over the next few weeks. But this week, Matt Densky is teaching us out of Matthew chapter 13, Jesus' parable of the good soil. Follow along as we learn how the seed of God, God's word lands differently in our hearts and how to respond in a way that produces fruit. We hope you enjoy this message. All right, guys, we are beginning a new series. It is called <laughs> Read Scripture, all right? Now, I know, I know what you're thinking. You're sitting there and you're like, that is arguably the most creative name that you have ever heard for a series. And you would be right. Dallas, this is why we pay him the big bucks, guys. Dallas deliberated uh, and he, he came to Jesus. He came to the Father and he said, I just want my students to take your scripture and read it. Would you give me a name for this series? And we have arrived at Read Scripture. So we are beginning a brand new, I know, I know you didn't see it coming. It's out of left field, but that's the name. Uh, we are beginning a brand new series entitled Read Scripture. And uh, I thought I'd start us off this morning by going to a passage of scripture where Jesus is teaching about scripture. So we're going to get there in a minute. First, let me ask this. Does anyone in the room like riddles or like riddle games? You know what I'm talking about? Because I've been playing them a lot lately. So like an example of one would be like green glass door. Anyone know that one? Green glass door. Like certain things can go through and certain things can't. Like I could take a tree through the green glass door, but not a leaf. Right? You know what I'm saying? And some of you in here are like, right, dope. He knows it. And some of you in here are like, this is so dumb. I hate stuff like this. I will just Google this later. This will drive me nuts. So riddle games. Anyone like them? Anyone hate them? Anyone just like, dude, let me just Google or Siri the answer right away. I don't, I'm not about it. Anyone there? No? Liars. Okay. So <laughs> he offended me. So I don't know if you know this, but riddles are intended um, to, to convey truth to you that's right there in front of you. But it's not very obvious. Like, that's the goal of a riddle. Hey, here's something true, but I don't want to make it too obvious. I want you to wrestle with this thing. Let me ask you this. Did Jesus ever teach in riddles? Did he? Yes, he did. He did. In fact, it was his favorite way to teach was in riddles. Now, the Bible calls them parables, Maybe you've heard that word before, parable. And a parable literally means this, to come alongside of your mind so that you have to wrestle with it. Now, I don't know about you, but if I were God, and, and we believe that Jesus is God in the flesh, God put skin on and came and lived among us, here he is. If I were God, I would try to make the message so clear from the very beginning that no one would have questions and everyone would get it. And yet, that's not what Jesus did. So Jesus comes to earth, and he doesn't even start teaching for 30 years. He begins teaching as a 30-year-old, and then he only teaches for three years. It's a very narrow window. And in that three-year time, again, you'd think he'd make it as clear as possible. And he doesn't. He teaches in these parables or he teaches in these riddles. And the purpose of doing that is not to confuse you. He doesn't want you to be confused. He wants you to be hungry. 
He wants to put the truth in front of you in such a way that it's right there, but you have to wrestle with it. It's like, I, I get it, but I don't. What do I do with that? And you have to wrestle with it. Jesus is not a fan of, of like, uh, you know, when you turn on the TV and you just binge watch something on Netflix. Like, Jesus does not want your faith to be that. He doesn't want to make it so easy that you just chill and lay back and consume and consume and consume and consume and never actually wrestle or think about it. And so Jesus puts out these riddles that force you to wrestle with, like, what did he mean by that? Why, why would he say that? And we're going to look at one of those riddles today. Are you ready? Five of you are ready. All right. Matthew 13 is where we're going to be. Now, listen, again, Dallas texted late last night. It was like 1030. The audible was called. We don't have slides today. I'm sorry. So this is like, yo, man, I'm just coming into the pocket late in the game. So there's no slides. So please go there with me. Bring out your physical Bible. Smell the pages turning. All right. Matthew chapter 13, first book in the New Testament. Look for the big one, three. That's where we're going to be, starting in verse one. Here's what I want you to know about this passage. Jesus was at the height of his popularity when he taught this riddle, this parable. And I know that may not seem like a big deal, but I want you to think about, real quick, think about like an influencer on social media or guys like your favorite streamer on YouTube your favorite video game streamer or whatever, like someone that you really, really follow that has a big following. You look and it's like, oh, 2.1 mil. Like, oh, wow, they've got a big following. Jesus is at the peak of his popularity. Now, imagine your favorite streamer or favorite influencer or TikToker or whatever you like. Imagine that you hear they are coming to Greenville and you have a chance to go and see them for free. They're not even going to charge. There's not even a door fee. You can just go in and see them. That would excite some of you. Oh, I want to go. I know, guys in the room, I know that your favorite video game streamer is Dallas. I know that, okay? <laughs> Rabbit Carrot Games, I know that. But just like in case it's someone else, just imagine that someone else is coming and you've never met them, but you love what they have to say. Whoever your favorite influencer is, they're coming. They're coming. And you decide you want to go see them. And they've been promoting this event for a while. Like, let's just say months have gone by. And they're like, hey, everyone, don't forget, I'm going to be in Greenville, South Carolina on May 1st. I'm coming. And you've had months to prepare. And the buzz is stirring. And everyone's talking about it. And they've said some pretty radical things before. And everyone loves what they're doing. And they've got, like, trending dance videos or trending whatever videos, tutorials. Like, everybody is about them. And they're saying, I'll be in Greenville May 1st, and I've got something big. I'll be in Greenville May 1st, and I've got something. And, and everyone is, ooh, we're going to check them out and you go and it's packed and everyone's there and there's thousands of people and you're there and you're like, I can't wait to hear what they say. And they come up on the stage and they say this. Hey everyone, I just want you to know that a farmer walked out in his field and he threw some seeds out. All right, peace out. Y'all have a good day. Bye. Thank you. Can I get a round of applause? Thank you. Thank you. Now, now, that awkward silence that's hanging in the room right now, like what is Matt talking about? That's what is happening in our passage of Scripture. 
Jesus is at his most popular. There are thousands following him. He's traveling through Israel and people are taking off work and they're skipping vacation time and they're not going to Disney this year because they're going to Jerusalem to hear the rabbi teach. Everyone wants to know what he's going to say next. And Jesus walks out at the peak of his popularity. Thousands of people are there. They've heard he's coming and he comes and he says, a, sower, a, a farmer walked out in his field and threw some seeds on the ground. Now y'all have a good day. And everyone's like, thank you. It's a good sermon. It's a good sermon. It's really, it's to the point. You know what I mean? Like, it's just right there. Low-hanging fruit. But everyone is like, what, 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 what? And the same way that you'd be confused and disappointed and maybe mad and like, why did we come out to hear that? The crowds left and there were differing thoughts and opinions on what Jesus said and what he meant. So let's read it. Matthew 13 peak of his popularity, everyone's following him, he tells this story. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and a great crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and he sat down. The whole crowd stood on the beach. Verse 3, he told them many things in parables or riddles, saying, so here's his story, a sower or a farmer went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. That's one category of seeds. Like they, some landed on a path, and birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up, but since they had no depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no roots, they withered away. So you've got the path seeds, you've got rocky soil seeds. And then he's got a a third category. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. And now he's got a fourth category. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced a good grain, and some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And he who has ears, let him hear. That's his message. That's the riddle. Thousands came out to hear it, and Jesus is like, yo, farmer goes out and throws seeds in the ground. Four different responses. Peace out. It's been real. Like, that's his message. It's a parable. It's a riddle. There are, there's depth to this. There's layers you don't see. And he's teaching in this way so that you wrestle with what you don't see. In fact, he ends it by saying, he who has ears, let him hear. That is Jesus' way of saying, hey, everyone in the room, do you have ears? Do you have ears? Good. If you, if you have ears, then you should listen. That's what Jesus is saying. Do you have ears? You should listen. So let's listen this morning to what Jesus is teaching about the Word of God, about Scripture, as we begin our series, Read Scripture. Okay, so he's left us in this interesting story that everyone is kind of confused by and no one really knows. In fact, you would think if anyone would get it, it would would be his best friends, his disciples, like his crew, his squad, his dogs, and they come up to him and they say, Nobody knows what you're saying. We don't even know what you're saying. What, why do you teach like that? They don't get it. And so Jesus breaks down the riddle. This is in verse 18, and this is where we are going to start. So here's the deal, guys. I have, I, I have some seeds with me this morning. You guys are going to be the soil. Now remember, there's four different kinds of places the soil lands. The first one, do you guys remember, was the... The path. You guys are the path. Congratulations. The second area that the, so- that the seeds land was the? 
The Rocks. Congratulations. You guys didn't see it coming because you thought I'd hit middle and I didn't. Congratulations. All right, there's some more. And the third was the Thorns. Should I go back over there? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. There you go, guys. You guys are soiled. <laughs> he hit me with the... I did it third. You guys should know it's coming. Okay, so here's the deal. Jesus is teaching and saying that the word of God, the word of the kingdom, scripture is like a seed. And that seed lands on four different kinds of people or four different ways of responding to the word of God. And the first that he says, where are my path people at? They're very excited. Two of them are very, where are my path people at? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Here's one more path people. Okay. <laughs> I wanted the seed. All right. The, Jesus says, some of the seed lands on a path. A path is well-worn. Traffic is on it. Horses stamp on it. Feet walk on it. It is very well-worn. And Jesus breaks down what this parable means. And he says, when anyone hears, this is verse 19, he's explaining his riddle. He's giving the answer. The disciples Googled it. They couldn't, they couldn't deal with the tension. What do you mean? And Jesus is giving the answer. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, the word of God, scripture, and does not understand it, the evil one, who is that? Satan. Satan. Everyone say, Satan. Thank you, the Satan. Thank you, man. The evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. And this is what was sown along the path. Path people, where are you at? Okay. Congratulations. Satan has stolen your seed. <laughs> All right. So... Do you guys remember earlier in the parable, what does Jesus equate Satan to? Like, what does he use in the metaphor? Birds. Congrats. Yeah. He says, when the seed is sown on the path, birds come and eat it. And now the disciples are like, what does that mean? And Jesus says, that is like someone who receives the word, hears the word, and does not understand it. The evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. So I have... Here we go. This is Satan, according to Jesus, right here. Look, get a good look at him. Okay. <laughs> Jesus says that there's one category of people that receive the seed, and they don't understand it. And so Satan comes, and he's like, yo, I'm hungry. And he comes, and he sees the seed, because it's on the path. It's very obvious. It's there. And he flies in and flies out. And then explodes because he ate, he ate seeds, he ate rice, okay? So Jesus says that's, that the evil one comes and snatches it away from those who receive it but don't understand it. Now, here's the deal. Some of us, most of us, are reading this, and we're, and we're interpreting what Jesus is saying in light of at a very American angle. When Jesus says that those who don't understand, you guys see that there? Verse 19, this is those, these are those who don't understand it. When we see that word understand, we immediately go here. Oh, Jesus is talking about people didn't get it in their brains. Like it was too complicated for them. That's not what Jesus means. In the entire Bible, cover to cover, there is not one word for brain. Like, not one. 
So remember this, the Bible was not written by modern-day Americans for modern-day Americans who understand all the American implications. Our education system is based on Greek style of learning. Jesus is not teaching to Greek listeners, he's teaching to Hebraic listeners. The style of learning, or in other words, what understanding meant to this ancient Middle Eastern audience was not about brain, it was about heart. So when Jesus says, this is a group of people who has received God's word and doesn't understand it, he doesn't mean, wow, it confused them up here. What he means is they are not applying it here. Jesus is talking about a holistic approach to the word of God. It's not just that you're convinced it's true, it's that you're convicted by its truth. It's a different understanding. It's a holistic understanding. It's what do you do with your soul when it embraces the Word of God? What do you do with your heart as it interacts with the Word of God? And some of us have questions about the Word of God, and we get confused by the Word of God. What did he mean by this? And I don't understand that. And where are dinosaurs and Genesis, man? Like, what is that about? And we have so many questions that sometimes we get so tripped up over our confusion that we don't allow ourselves to submit to the Word of God. And questions aren't bad, and I want you to have questions, and I want you to ask your small group leaders, I'm confused by this, I don't get this, how does this apply to my life, I'm wrestling with that, those are good questions. But Jesus seems to be saying here, it is possible to get so hung up on our confusion, or lack of understanding, or lack of application, that we just live in that realm forever. And when the seed just stays there on the path, it is possible that eventually the evil one comes and just takes it away because you're not absorbing it into your heart. Does that make sense? You have ears? Then you should listen. That's what Jesus is saying. So Jesus then says there's another type of person, another place where the seed lands. Where's my rocky people at? Oh, wow, we started really, I felt like there was a really good boost and it just crashed really quickly. Where's my rocky people at? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay, I have some rocks here. Yeah, here you go. Just kidding. (laughs) What did you do in church today? Matt threw a rock at a kid. All right. (laughs) He called birds Satan. He's weird, man. All right, so here's a seed. I'm going to put it on my rocks. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. That's that's, That's Instagram worthy. Post that. Okay. So Jesus is saying there's some rocky soil. It has some soil, but it's very, very shallow because there's rocks. And so this seed has just enough soil to produce roots and even start to grow. Like if you looked at this plant from a distance or from the outside, you'd be like, wow, that plant looks just like the plant over there in the good soil. But Jesus is saying no, that there is a type of response to the word of God, read scripture. There's a type of response to the Word of God that begins with growth. People receive it, but then eventually it withers away. Let's look at what he says. Jesus says this, verse 20, As for what was sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the Word of God and immediately receives it, with joy. Look at that. It's not, they're not even sitting there like crossed arms, like, oh, this is weird. Man. I don't know about this. And eventually they believe. This is the person who hears the word of God and receives it with joy. And yet he has no root 
in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. This is what Jesus is describing. Someone who receives the word of God. And the, and the soil is there, but it's pretty shallow because of the rocks. And so the roots can't go deep. They can't find that nice, cool soil. And so they have to go wide. It's very, very shallow faith. They go wide. And because they go wide due to the rocky soil, when the sun comes out, which Jesus likens to testing or tribulation, or in other words, just hard times. When the sun comes out and it heats up that root system, the roots start to shrivel and wither. It cannot endure that kind of environment because the roots never went deep into the soil. There is a category of person, Jesus says, that will receive the word of God, respond to the word of God with joy. But when life gets hard, they walk away. From the outside, it looked the same. From the outside, it looked good. But when life gets hard, they could not endure it. I mean, haven't you guys ever been to, anyone been to Epic, our Epic retreat? Yeah. If you haven't been, please come. This year, we're doing it in September. It's going to be amazing. Oh, man, I'm not going to let anything out of the bag. It's just going to be really, really good. But haven't you been at, at stuff like that and you see people in those environments and they're like worshiping? It's like, oh, Jesus is awesome. This is so good. And then the teaching comes and they're like, <laughs> my heart is so wrecked by the word of God. And then like one week later, they're like, ah, I don't know. I'm kind of over it. It's like, what? They received it with joy and then life got hard and they're done. Jesus says that is possible. Third category where my where my thorny people at? Thank you. Yeah. Thorns, we're the best. All right, thorny people. Jesus says this. Hold on, I gotta be careful when I reach in for this because this is this is real, man. Okay, look at this. Look at this bramble I got. Look at these thorns. That's the real deal right there. Okay. <laughs> Throw it, man. Matt was like whipping people with a thorny bramble. He should be fired if we really think about it. Okay. (laughs) All right. Jesus says there's a third category where the seed falls among thorns, like brambles and bushes and thorns. I'm going to put my little seed right here and right next to our thorns, okay? And Jesus says this, as for what was sown among thorns, this is verse 22, this is the one who hears the word. Do you have ears? You should listen. This is one who hears the word. But the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word and it proves unfruitful. It cannot grow because there's so many thorns and weeds and stuff. It just chokes out anything that could have grown. Jesus says the cares of this world and deceitfulness of riches. Some of you guys in the room are like, oh, I'm safe because, dude, I don't have a lot of money. The deceitfulness of riches, that ain't me. But Jesus is not just talking about how much money you have. He's talking about how much money you want. In other words, he's talking about that heart that craves success and certainty and stability and security by gaining things in this world. And Jesus says all of that concern, all of that day-to-day grind and hustle, prioritizing that, putting more value on that than the word of God will eventually choke it out in your life. He's not saying that money is bad, hear me. He's saying that, that being more concerned with money than the kingdom of God, loving money more than the kingdom of God, being occupied with those thoughts of desiring things you want 
more than the kingdom of God. That is what will choke out the word. And it's pretty amazing because he doesn't mention some like terrible, awful sin here. He doesn't say, ah, man, this was sown among the thorns, but they committed murder, and so they got choked out. No. Look, he just says, they are concerned with the things of the world. They get so occupied with the day-to-day concerns They get so distracted with the day-to-day concerns that they're never focused on the word itself. Are you so distracted with the day-to-day concerns that the word of God is losing hold in your life? Jesus says it's possible. Do you have ears? You should listen. There's a fourth category. Jesus says there's another one, which is good soil. This is the one who hears the word of God and understands it. Remember, he's not talking brain. He's talking heart. Or in other words, hears the word of God and receives it, applies it, allows the word of God to begin to stir up in their heart and soul and change them. This is the one who hears the word of God and understands it. And they bear fruit. So Jesus gives this riddle to the crowd. And what's amazing about this riddle or this parable is Jesus does not define who you are. Like, he doesn't walk around that crowd and be like, all right, let me do a little soul searching. Yep, okay, Uh, you're good soil. Way to go, buddy. Uh, Rocky soil. Oh, next week's going to be hard. You're going to walk away for sure. Like, he doesn't do that with people. He teaches this riddle, and then he leaves it in the mystery so that people, after hearing it, are wondering, well, which soil am I? What do I do with the Word of God? What does the Word of God do in my heart? Do I, do I hear it and then get so concerned with like the certainty, like I, I just got to be certain about every question I have and I can never have doubts and, and doubt and faith can't be together and, and I get so wrapped up in wanting to be certain that it just lays there on the path and eventually the evil one comes and takes it because I haven't understood it and applied it. Or do I receive the Word of God and... And it sounds good and looks good, and I even respond with joy, but when life gets hard, I just find myself saying, God, why this? Why, why me? This is unfair. This is not right. I'm angry at you, and I'm frustrated, and I walk away because life got hard, and I thought, I thought after receiving the word, it would be easy. Or do I receive the word of God, but I'm so concerned with everything else. I'm concerned about my social media presence and how many followers I have and what filter to use, and, and I'm so concerned about like my fantasy teams and like I spend so much time in those things how many screen how many hours of screen time do I have a day how much of that is even geared towards spiritual content what like how am I spending my time what do I think about like do am I at all prioritizing the word of God in my life or am I just so concerned with the day to day that I get choked out and I never grow or am I that soil that Jesus mentions at the very end that receives the word and begins to bear fruit. It's evident in my life that the word of God is changing me because I've understood it, I've applied it, I've allowed it into my heart. He doesn't tell you who you are because he wants you to learn who you are. He wants that question to linger over you. Wrestle with it. There's four categories, which one are you? The word of God has the power to change you and bear fruit. But the Word of God also could just lay there and do nothing. It depends on the soil. So which soil are you? He leaves you in the riddle. 
Do you have ears? Then you should listen. 